Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast, the original all-turkey, all-the-time podcast with your co-hosts Andy Galliano and Cameron Weddington. In our weekly podcast, we're going to bring you some wild turkey calling tips like this. From there, we're going to go into, she's aggravated, there's another hen that's challenged her, or she's challenging another hen, she's going to cut an excited yelp. Advice from old pro turkey hunters like this. The turkeys typically don't like, I think, more times than not, to travel in an easterly direction into the sun first thing in the morning, especially after he gets up. It's a blinding thing. It, it, it's just like you. It's hard for you to see into the sun. Mm-hmm. So if I have a choice, I'm going to try to make it so that I'm going to be on the west side in the morning east side in the afternoon of a turkey exciting live hunts like this holy crap they're coming teach you how to cook your bird with advice such as this with some fresh rosemary and garlic and then cool that off and spread that along the inside of that butterflied turkey breast that we've seasoned on both sides wildlife management tips for your property especially with turkeys like this if you look at the type of habitats that turkeys need for nesting and brooding that tends to be habitat that can be managed more successfully with growing season fire than with dormant season fire. And hopefully along the way, we'll get plenty of these. Well, on November the 28th of 1953, I was attached when I popped out of my mom and the baby doctor spanked me on the bottom. I went, oh, and I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> I like that. Thank you for tuning in, and now, for this week's show. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 366, An Outrageous Turkey Hunt. And I am your co-host, and the guy who found the next fall flock of gobblers for Cameron. And I'm your co-host, and the guy who is still not dad, mm, mm, mm. but close. Man, I, I just was wanting y'all to have that baby last week on my birthday. That'd have been cool, but... Yeah, you know, that would have been cool, and then didn't want her on Halloween, personally. Mm-hmm. And so we've made it past that, so now we're in the clear again. And if, if it's Thanksgiving and she's not here, Audrey will... You're ready to just die anyway, so I think we're good there. <laughs> yeah, well, you seem to think it's going to be on the new moon, so we'll see. Yeah, we got a, a new moon hits Thursday. I think that's going to get get Josie rocking. She'll she'll be arriving shortly. Her her due date is on Saturday. We have a doctor's appointment tomorrow to check in, and so we'll probably learn a lot at that to see what timeline's looking like, but. Very well could be the next time you guys listen and hear my voice on here. 
I might be elevated to dad mode. So That's right. If I have, you know, really corny jokes, I'll probably be wearing solid white New Balances, you know, things like that. That's coming. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I have on socks, dress socks at that, and sandals tonight. So Exactly. I got it. I'm rocking it, man. <laughs> That's it. Well, tell me about this fall flock. I, I won't be able to hunt them this fall with the current situation, but did you find some toms? Well, and you wouldn't be able to hunt them anyway because they are not legal to hunt. Dang. It's a county that does not have fall turkey hunting. That is true. Wow. Very true. But I did see five nice long-bearded wild Ooh, turkey that's a good gobblers. flock. Yeah. Were they, they old gobblers or did they look more like Jake and a half, you know, seven-inch beards? No, the one that I was able to catch up with and check his ID, he was 19 and a half. Wow, that's a good, good old bird right there. He ought to mar- You might need to marinate him a while if you get him this spring. I think he may have given me a fake ID. I'm not real sure. <laughs> Man, but well, that's no, awesome. They look, like, they look like good birds, and I couldn't really see any spurs when they were darting across the road, which was op- really the only open area where I saw them and then they stepped into the woods and, you know, yeah. hard to check spurs at that point. But, yeah, some yeah. nice ones. Yeah, that's awesome. That's That'd be fun even if, you know, if you started seeing them regular, if you wanted to, you could bust them up and call them back. It'd be pretty good fun for you. Yeah. Be some good training. Yeah, that is but, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's, that's awesome. I've seen, I've had a few people reach out and send me pictures of their, fall success so that's good i know a, a friend i guess that i haven't met yet andrew with honey hole game calls he sent me a picture his daughter got a nice fall bird look she the smile on her face showed that she was fired up nice gotta like that yeah what do we have on tab this week i've got a turkey hunt from my trip out of state my big long trip out of state this past year or I should say this past season. And it was pretty crazy how it went down, but it just got me thinking that we're 141 days, 9 hours, 51 minutes, and 37 seconds away from doing this all over again. And that sounds good. We hit 150 today on my big board at work. So I keep a countdown, right? It's 12 o'clock, dead center of my eye line at work on a board, and I change it every day. So I know right where we are, and it was 150 on the nose. 150. So that's that's good stuff. We're, we are close. Don't close your eyes. It'll be here. I know. It's Especially with this baby coming, you know, it's going to be, I think things will fly by pretty quick. Very likely so. Very likely so. And I, I got my deer hunt in for the year. Oh, did you? you? believe that? Did you do I went deer hunt? No. So I went and I sat in the car and was watching a field. And then a pretty, it's actually a really big buck walked out. So I got my bow and tried to walk up to him and shoot him, but he ran off. What so, in the world? Why would he run like that? I don't know. He, <laughs> he didn't want me to get within 40 yards, I guess. So. Man, I don't, what kind of so, deer are you hunting? I don't know. There's smart ones around here, I guess. People hunting them. I just that was my. That's a true story too. I say it a little more casually. I actually tried to sneak up on him by using a tree line, but he winded me. Was the problem? He was directly downwind. 
Gotcha. And I saw him. He was just feeding along, and then all of a sudden his nose went straight up in the air, and he just kind of like took a whiff, and then I could tell he just was like, hmm. Took another deep breath. It's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Turn around. He gone. He recognized that smell, didn't he? Yeah, he was like, yeah. No, I'm not a not cool with that. I'm gonna get out of here. It was interesting though. You know, it's early November, and he was eating, doing nothing. Meanwhile, a, a medium-sized buck that was with him was chasing. Oh my gosh, he was chasing. I mean, just hmm. harassing these does, grunting. It was pretty cool. I, it was the most grunting I'd ever heard. Like it was pretty loud. Yeah. So that that was kind of neat. I haven't ever heard that, but that was the extent of my my deer hunt for the year. Hopefully somebody else will kill one and give me some meat. That's uh, that'll be that. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. Well, that sounded like it had a little bit of excitement with it, so that was not bad. Oh yeah, it was cool. I mean, he was a really pretty buck. Like he was he was a nice deer. I I definitely would have uh, liked to have had him, especially. I mean, his back straps just look like they were good and long and meaty. I mean, they just, they really look nice. Yeah. Mm. So, would have been a good one. He'll be back, I'm sure, with the rut and stuff. I'll probably try to go again, actually, for around Thanksgiving time. I like to deer hunt a couple of days just because I'm off work and everything. And it's a nice time to go listen for ducks flying over. Yeah, there you go. Okay. So, anyway, you got a turkey hunt for us this I- week? do have a turkey hunt for us this week so you know those nice late spring mornings where you wake up and it's 60 degrees outside and you throw on your camo and go out and there's no wind blowing and the sun rises quickly heats up to 85 90 degrees you know those kind of mornings those kind of days out in the woods yeah well this was not one of those days (laughs) Man, you had me all excited. <laughs> this was one of those days when the cold front came through the night before. The wind was blowing 20 miles an hour. It was 31 degrees and downright cold. Mm. It was miserably cold, but it was our but, first morning in this state, and I hunted with Chip this particular morning. You know what? Turkeys don't care. It's breeding season, man. He's ready to go. He was ready to go. He was primed <laughs> and ready. Man, so had y'all roosted a turkey or anything, or you just y'all arrived and got a game plan on where to go in? So we actually were hunting someone's property who gave us permission to hunt, and Excellent. we were told that there was a turkey there, and kind like of that. where the turkey likes to roost. Mm-hmm. And we knew that he was there the morning that we arrived, but we didn't know he was going to be there the morning of our first hunt, but he was. Nice. So, yeah, so we get out to this piece of property park. There's a uh, equipment shed up on this little gravel pad, and we park right there at the equipment shed, and the guy that owns the property said, well, you can sit right there in your truck. And... Shoot him when he walks up there on the equipment pad, because he'll be there at about 8.30. <laughs> and Chip and I looked at each other, and we were like, okay. But we knew that was not going to happen until we got out of the truck that morning to hunt, and the wind was blowing 20 miles an hour, and it was 30 degrees. And I thought, I may sit in the truck and wait on him to walk up to this pad. 
This plan sounds better all the time. (laughs) (laughs) But that is not what we did. So we got out. And this is not a very big piece of property. I think it's close to 30 acres, something like that. And a good bit of it is field. It's up on a hill and it just slopes down away from this guy's house, away from the equipment barn, downhill. And then there's a little draw at the bottom of the hill. And I think that's where his property line is, is in that draw. And then it goes up another hill towards his neighbor's house. And his neighbor's got a nice field there with a barn up in the field and their house up past the barn. So we're, gosh, probably 600 yards from the neighbor's barn. Mm-hmm. And long ways. Yeah. And where we parked the truck, of course, was right by that equipment shed. And we get out and we're kind of using the equipment to block the wind so we can hear a little bit better. And nothing gobbled on the roost. So as you start down the hill from this equipment shed, there's a road that runs downhill towards the field. So it just kind of runs eh, maybe. 25 or 30 yards through the woods or I should say inside the woods from this man's field and that road curves around and comes out into this field Mm -hmm. actually right at his little I hesitate to even call it a pond because it's more like a puddle but it does have a dam and I would say it's a grand total of probably a fifth of an acre in size oh wow very small Yeah, it's not big, but Mm -hmm. it probably is, I don't know, six or eight feet deep, just to kind of give you an idea of how much the the topography drops right there. Mm -hmm. So this road, when it comes out of the woods, goes to the field, goes across the dam of his pond and out into the field. Well, Chip and I walk down this road and we get to the edge of that little well where the road comes out into the field and we just stopped and we stood there and we listened and didn't hear anything gobble and we sat there for probably I don't know 15 minutes and it had gotten fairly light at that point and I heard a turkey gobble down in the bottom down in that draw there he is yep so target acquired I tell Chip, I'm like, he's down there. He just gobbled. How far is he? So I get the the usual <laughs> questioning as if I'm on the trial usual Chip from Chip. Dialogue. Yes. <laughs> and so we are skirting the woods and the field and start walking down that direction. And we get, oh, maybe another 75 or 80 yards from where we stopped originally. And I heard him gobble. And mm-hmm. the turkey gobbles again. Chip said, how far is he? I heard him that time. He can't be far. Well, that's a bad sign when Chip can hear one gobble. Your hunt is likely to get screwed up (laughs) because he automatically thinks that turkey's close because he can hear him. Yeah, all right. If he can hear the gobble, that turkey's got to be 10 yards from you. You've got to sit down right there. Yes. So, and in this case, I don't think he was wrong to say, hey, let's sit down right here because we really didn't have a whole lot more ground to walk until we got down into that draw. And I didn't want to get terribly close to that draw because it had gotten pretty light. So and you know the pad he's going to, too. Yeah, at least that's what we're told. <laughs> the farmer's the farmer's pad. Yeah. So there's a little finger of woods 
this this bunch of woods that we're in, there's a little finger that kind of juts out into the field, not very far, but probably 15 or 20 yards into his field. And so we make the decision that that's a good spot to sit mm-hmm. at. The point of a finger of woods in a field is a great spot. So yeah, that's where we decide to sit instead of pressing on and going downhill and trying to get a little bit closer to them where they're gobbling. Or I say they, where he's gobbling. Yeah, I was about to say, man, there's multiple now. Yeah, yeah, no, there's not. So we sit down in this little neck of woods, and I get Chip. We we kind of sit where he can shoot down the tree line, and I can shoot out into the field mm-hmm. in case the turkey doesn't walk the tree line and walks in the middle of the field, but he's got to come past his point. So we're sitting there, and we call a little bit, call a little bit, nothing. I mean, no response. About 30 minutes goes by with no gobbling. That's disheartening. Mm-hmm. And the <laughs> wind is howling at this point. Mm. So I looked at Chip and I said, I'm about to freeze to death. And mm. I heard some hens down there with this Tom. And, you know, there's a good chance that he is, that he's gone the other direction with the hens. You know, we we might see him up there in the neighbor's field up by their barn in 15, 20 minutes or an hour. Or, you know, we just, we don't know what he's going to do. He's quit gobbling. So yeah. I said, let's just go back up to the equipment pad and see if there's anything else gobbling anywhere around. You know, try to get a little bit more elevation to where we can hear a little bit better. So we start up, back up the hill towards the equipment pad. And we're standing there and I hear him gobble again. We hadn't made it all the way back up to the uh, the equipment shed. We'd, we'd gotten about halfway up there and stopped, and we were just kind of standing there listening and crow-calling and calling a little bit, and I heard him gobble, and he sounded like he was closer. So we decided to get on that road that we'd originally walked down towards the field where the road goes across the dam of that pond, and we would set up right where the road comes into the field and there's this open area that's probably i'd say 15 feet by 10 feet in size and it's just got some random little scrubby trees growing in it but it's very open what's interesting about it is there is a bigger tree there at one point, which I think is why there was nothing growing under it, really, or nothing growing in this open area, really. And that bigger tree had fallen, and the man that owns a property had pushed that tree up against this open area, creating really a barrier. So we had two logs between us, well, one log between us and the pond, and another log between us and the road that we had walked in on, and they were pushed in together. And so we had pretty good cover right there, and we decided that's where we were going to set up. We could see the field, we could see the pond, and really you could shoot about to the other side of the pond. And our hope was that that turkey would come up the hill, follow the tree line, walk that road, and, you know, that he would take the road up to the equipment pad or just walk the tree line up to the equipment pad, and he would come right past us. Yeah. We sit down there, and we start to call. We look up, and here comes a hen walking towards us. She walks past that finger that I was sitting in, and Chip was sitting in as well, and starts 
walking towards the pond. And she turns and starts to walk up the hill on the other side of the pond from us. Really, she was too far. She's probably 75 or 80 yards. So, you know, she's too far for us to get a shot. And I'm thinking, man, I hope if he's behind her, he doesn't take that exact same path or we're screwed. So here comes another hen. Here comes another hen. And they kind of spread out in the field. There's one hen that's pretty close to the pond, still on the other side of it from us. There's one that had moved up and to our left a little bit beyond the pond, but uphill. And then another one that was out into the field on the other side of the pond. Here comes another one. I think there were five hens total. Oh, wow. And guess who's pulling up the rear? Mr. Tom. Full strut walks past that little finger of trees that jutted out into the field. And I thought, and I think I even said it, hey, if we were sitting there, we'd be done. <laughs> and he starts to follow the hens up the hill going towards the corner of the field where the equipment pad is. But he's too far out to get a shot. He's probably about where that first hen was, maybe 80 yards from us. And he starts to go, like, get to the point really where he's kind of beyond the point of no return for us, you know, where he's going uphill a little bit too much. So Chip and I are calling and calling, and he starts gobbling and gobbling. And, you know, he keeps looking over there where we are, but he knows none of his hens are over there. They're all right there where he can see them. So let's jump in here. Listen to the audio. It's a pretty brief hunt from this point going forward, and we'll see you guys on the other side. See you on the other side. There he is in the field. He'd be dead if we were standing right sitting where we were. That's a hen. He's gonna be behind her.
Mm-hmm. You hear that hen yelping down below us? Another one. Straight in front of us. You think I can turn him with a fan? Because he's not going to come this way otherwise.
He's in range. He's coming, let him come. Kill him. Man, you just get to a point where you're like, I've got to do this or there's no way in the world this hunt's going to work out. Mm -hmm. And that's when I said to Chip, you think if I hold up this fan that that will get his attention and he'll come this direction? And I decided we didn't have anything to lose at that point. I pull up the fan and that joker was P.O.'d. <laughs> he turns, walks back back downhill to come around the pond, gets on the road where the road goes across the dam of the pond, walks, and I think you could hear me at one point say to Chip, he's in range, but Chip either didn't hear me or didn't want to shoot. And that joker walks up to where these logs have been pushed up into this area that we're sitting in. Literally, he's 10 feet from us and is looking over the log, looking over the log, trying to figure out, you know, where... Is he going to have to jump up and, and over the log to come whip that other Tom's rear end or what? And gobbling right there in our faces. P.O.'d. And then finally, Chip swings around. And when Chip swings, the turkey doesn't even, he's not even phased. He's still just standing there trying to figure out how he's going to get over that log and get to the Tom that's in this little area. And Chip waxed him right there. It was... Nice. That's it, crazy. It was crazy. I mean, he just, you know, to, I know you're anti-fanning and, and a lot of the guys listening to the show are, and this hunt is exactly what you hate. <laughs> that is the turkey that would still, I'm not going to say he'd still be there today if he, you know, if I hadn't pulled the fan out, but there's a chance he'd still be there today. There's a chance we wouldn't have killed him that morning, but there's also a chance we could have gotten out, walked up that road, sat there at the equipment pad and killed, <laughs> killed him right there. <laughs> so, that is true. yeah, you, you just don't ever know, but that turkey was not leaving those hens to come to us where we were sitting. Well, to come in within range of where we were sitting until he saw that fan and then it was on. So yeah. we shoot the turkey and in my typical fashion, I don't get up and run to a turkey. I'm, I'm going to be a much better follow-up shot if I'm sitting still. Yeah, well, there was no follow-up shot to be had. This turkey was done. And after he shot the tom, the tom's laying there on the ground and starts flopping. And here come all of his hens. And all <laughs> of his hens walked right over there and walked right past him and up the road and past us. And so, you know, we, we sat there for, I don't know, maybe four or five minutes and, you know, called to the hens. And, you know, I didn't want to bust up and bust them out of the field or anything. You know, you, you don't know if they've got a nest close by or something like that. You just don't ever know what the situation is. So, you know, I didn't yeah. want to spook them. There wasn't any need to spook them. The turkey was down and he wasn't going anywhere. So it always just feels weird to spook a turkey anytime, you know, <laughs> it does. It does. But it was a, just a cool hunt and to go out there on your first morning of hunting 
and get on a piece of property that you've never been on and you get permission to hunt on and be able to kill a turkey like that and he was a good turkey i mean he he's you know good sized bird and so you know that's always rewarding even if you have to cheat like cameron would say and and pull out a fan to make it happen <laughs> i hadn't said anything I, huh i'm just listening to the story man i haven't i haven't said anything degrading or or anti i don't care if you do or do you don't <laughs> it was one heck of a hunt it's oh, i'm pumped for y'all it was and a you know dead that? turkey it checked off a box next to a state and my gosh i think if you had to to say dial up the worst weather day for me and let me see what i can do it ended up being a great weather day and he was gobbling pretty good it sounds like you know he gobbled a good bit i mean you you hear him in the audio so it was just it was cool and so the landowner i think I, i don't know if he was still asleep or not when we shot but anyway we didn't stick around to show him the bird we we left and we ended up going back by there later on that day and told him about it and he was fired up for us i mean he was just uh, awesome super stoked and i've texted with him i don't know three or four or five times since we were up there and just a super nice guy so you know you you meet all kinds of people on these trips and it's just it's a lot of fun that's one of the most fun parts of uh, oh, absolutely! Doing these trips, yeah, that's that's awesome. Where was Yankee John and all this? Was he he wasn't a part of this portion? Yankee John had gone and was trying to whack one on a different piece of property. Okay, so he had split. Yeah, because you're a trifecta now, so he had to split off. Correct. Yeah. Nice. So, and he ended up having some success that morning. Oh, heck yeah! Well, that's. That's a heck of a morning then. Yes, indeed. So y'all, yeah. y'all had a big first day in, in terrible weather. Yes, we did. Well, that's so, awesome. It was Congrats, cool. Congrats, man. And, you know, Chip being with you, I know those are always special when you get to go with a good friend like that. And, you know, it's just just cool. You get to be part of the memory, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. A big part of it. <laughs> well, and you know how I feel about all this. If if I was the one behind the gun, I would not have let Chip fan that bird in because I don't believe that's a, a fair way of doing it. Right. <laughs> You'd have Chip with three fans strapped on his head walking around there. <laughs> oh, just messing with you. Yeah. I haven't said, you busting my chops on it. I haven't I'm said anything busted. negative. You, I'm just being an attentive listener. You actually never have said anything directly to me about any of the hunts that I played where we fanned. I'm just giving and you I, a hard time because you give me a hard time or we're out in the woods with that. I, and I won't. I'm, I'm happy for anyone and everyone who finds success. I personally hope and would do my best to make fanning illegal and that would cure that but i'm not gonna tell you you know you cheated or something because you legally went to a new state and you killed a turkey i didn't do it or well chip i would never have done that oh lord it's a tough topic we've discussed it already until later that afternoon (laughs) (laughs) and for next week's show (laughs) yeah that that was it was a hoot man and i'm 
you know, we've talked about this until you and I both are blue in the face. Everybody listening knows how you feel about it. No, they know how I feel about it. We're on different ends of the spectrum. And, and still great friends. Absolutely. And I will never say a, a negative word about Cameron, even though we have a differing opinion on that topic. But, you know, when, when he's coming in there to you and he's looking for love, that's pretty exciting. When he's coming in there and he wants to absolutely whip you into a bloody mess, that's yeah. a different level of exciting to me. So oh, yeah. not for everybody, and that's cool. That's hey, I've never argued that it isn't fun. <laughs> that's what makes the world go round. Yeah. So that's true. So it's yeah, it's definitely a heated topic right these days anyway, and and we'll heat back up again once turkey season hits. I know everybody's off to deer and ducks now. Mm-hmm. But we're turkey all the time. Great story. I think, you know, it offers a lot of perspective, I think, for the show that, that we are have diverring views on topics. You know, we're not just mirrors of each other. And so I think I think that's a good thing, honestly. It is. Because you know, we can show, hey, we don't agree on this, but we're still good friends and we can be happy for each other's success and, and hearing each other's stories. Indeed. Yes, Until indeed. I get it to be outlawed nationwide, and then I'm going to rub that in your face. That's fine. You keep at it. <laughs> you keep at it. Uh, I'm not going to tell you that it won't save a turkey's life. If it, it absolutely would save, especially in, in western states that are wide open, it would save a lot of turkey lives. Um, I will not argue that. So, yeah. you know, depending on where you stand do you want to save turkeys or do you want to eat turkeys i'm one who likes to eat turkeys i want to do both i want to eat turkeys and save more for next year to eat (laughs) i do too yeah we're all on that boat so that's a good deal man I, i feel like i've taken the favor of the week for for like a month now so i'm gonna let you have it this round my favor of the week's gonna be very easy all right when you guys have 30 seconds this week of quiet time, whether that's in the vehicle, right before bed, early in the morning, whenever it is, say a prayer for Mike Chamberlain and his family. Say a prayer for Cameron and his family. Favor of the especially, week. Especially Mike Chamberlain, and I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. And and that's a excellent favor of the week. I appreciate anybody that would pray for us in this time because, you know, we're nervous being first-time parents, and Audrey's nervous. You, don't pray for me as much as you do for my wife, Audrey. She's she's the one carrying the load here. <laughs> so, and, and Mike Chamberlain, without a doubt, I know I think they've had the service and everything for his son at this point, but continue to pray for him specifically by name daily is, has been kind of my goal because I, I can't imagine the, the loss there. So yeah, I do appreciate that. That's a great favor of the week. I hope some people will take that to heart. Very cool. Absolutely. Wrap it up, man. Let's do it. And maybe next week we can talk about a hatchling. Oh, yeah. The, the first poult of November. <laughs> that would be awesome. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We know that you have choices. We appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope you have a wonderful week. And we look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. 
and make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.